Hey guys, since it is the month of October and the season of Halloween, we've got some extra episodes for you guys this month. So every Wednesday of this month, we will have a listener story for you to listen to. And the first one we got up is uh, an old buddy of mine. He's an old radio DJ up in Louisville by the name of Scott Clark, a good musician. And he's got some really cool stories. And as soon as you start hearing him, you'll know automatically he's definitely got a radio background. <laughs> so, but, uh, Tracy, it's Halloween time. Are you excited? I'm excited. We're actually going to go to one, possibly two haunted attractions this weekend. So Wait, we are? Yeah, remember we're actually going to the haunted hotel on Saturday and we're actually going to be handing out brochures and stuff like that. Oh, gosh. I didn't, I mean, honestly, I knew it was October. Let me tell you, when you don't work, <laughs> your whole mind gets screwed up. You don't know what day it is or nothing. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing sometimes because I swear I thought we just talked about that like feels like a month ago and it shouldn't be here already. It shouldn't be here already. (laughs) But I'm excited, though. That's great. Yeah. And I wanted to get it earlier in the month because hopefully the weather will still be a little bit warmer. Yeah. Than what it would be at the end of the month. So there you go. I got some good submissions coming in for our third annual Halloween episode. Good. Good. So I'm excited. Good time of the year, man. Yeah, it sure Except is. Except for, we would like to say, R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. You know, what a loss. What a loss. Good memories with him and just a shame. Yeah, definitely not been the, the best of days. Mm-mm. So. No. All right, guys. Let's listen to Scott. All righty. Hey, guys. I got a special guest on. I love that recently I've been able to pull... Some buddies from Louisville on here. It seemed like over the last four years, a very few people have actually been from my hometown. But Mr. Scott Clark, he's an ex-musician. Well, I guess always a musician, just like the Marines. But uh, doesn't play as much anymore, but he's got a podcast coming on. And uh, I'm excited to hear about this. So what's the name of the podcast again, Scott? It's called It's Gonna Get Weird. It's with uh, myself and Frank Green. It centers mostly around comedy and funny stuff. And if you know Frank Green, anybody out there listening knows Frank Green. He's the second funniest guy I know and my third favorite guy on the planet. So we just basically laugh and have a good time. We're getting ready to publish it. It'll be on all uh, formats here soon. We uh, got the first episode. We actually have, we've already banked 20 episodes during this whole COVID thing. So oh, wow. we were just waiting to get ahead of the game. Not knowing what was going to happen, get our you know shit together with our pictures and our website and all that stuff. But we've got it up at podbean.com right now if you want to go check it out. It's going to get weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark, and we're doing a, a weekly podcast. It's hilarious, by the way. Well, fantastic. Everybody can uh, go subscribe to that and help you guys uh, start getting a bunch of downloads right off the bat. That's what I hope for. All right, Scott. So you said that you've got a couple of ghost stories to tell us. I got more than a couple, but yes, I got two in particular. <laughs> but the the first one, you, you you've piqued my interest because right. you said it happened when you were a baby. Yeah, I was uh, just. I think I might have just turned four years old. Mm. And uh, and we lived in a little place on Eastern Parkway uh, here in Louisville. It's a big. Uh, the it's there's you know two kinds two types of town. You know some people you know the East End West End. I lived in the East End off of Eastern Parkway. A lot of uh, old money, old houses. Uh, and my parents were you know found four. They're you know in their twenties, and they were able to get this house for next to nothing because somebody died in it. Uh, it needed a lot of work, and my father was you know doing building and carpentry on the side, so that wasn't a problem. So it's just an old house, and the lady had passed away you know of old age. 
you know, took her to the hospital. She passed away, or she passed away there. The husband went and came back from the funeral, laid down in the bedroom, and said, I don't want to live anymore. And he died of a broken heart that same day. Oh. So they, they both died within three days of each other. And it's funny because the room that he died in is the room that my mom gave me. Nice. I said, like, Mom, why would you? And I asked her years later, why in the hell would you put me in, a, in the room where the guy died? And she goes, well, I didn't think they'd hurt a baby. I said, like, you didn't think? <laughs> you, you, did, you didn't know, but you didn't think they would hurt your, your four-year-old son? or your, Actually, I was a newborn when I got brought home there. But, yeah, so they had died in the room, and we had the guy's cane. Uh, he had, Somehow that got left around in the house, or it just surfaced one day, as I remember. And uh, weird stuff would happen all the time. Like with my, I'm going to tell you a whole, an actual incident and a story, but weird stuff would happen all the time. Like my mom would be laying in the bed and look over and the light in the bathroom across the hall would turn on. She'd get up, turn it off, check on the kids. Nobody's up. She'd go back to sleep. Light would come on again. This happened all the time to her, to the point where she started shutting the door. Thanks, Mom. There's a ghost outside your door. My door's open. <laughs> the path of least resistance. <laughs> and then one night, my sister was in bed, and she's four years older than me. So she, she was about eight, maybe almost nine. Uh, and she felt the covers being tugged off of her in the middle of the night. And the bathroom light was on, of course, so she saw nobody standing there, but she felt the tug on the, the uh, her comforter and screamed out, Get off of me! And, then, and mom and dad didn't wake up because their door was closed. So my sister went and got her pocket knife from Girl Scouts and a boot and put it in her bed underneath the covers because she didn't think the, the ghost could get from the covers into the boot and get the knife because the knife is going to help with the ghost. Of course. Yeah, but she's eight years old. She didn't know any better. So this goes on for, uh, you know, I, we've been there for three, four years at this time. So this stuff went on all the time. And then one night, Obviously, the hallway light's on, because it always is, and it shuts itself off, and my dad gets up, and he flips on the light to see what the hell's going on, and the lights don't work. So he goes, he thought it maybe blew a fuse. He went to the next room, flipped off that light, flipped off another light. So he finally goes down, if you remember back in the, you know, these houses were probably built in the late 30s, early 40s, you had like a main, everything oh, was hooked yeah. up to this main with a big, huge key lock switch that you had to pull up or down. Yep. It was so rusty and so old that when they bought the house, my dad had to have his brother come over and help him shove the thing in the up position. Because you just couldn't get it up or down with, with one man's strength. Mm. So dad goes downstairs, checks the breaker box, all the breakers are fine. And he looks over and he sees that the key lock had been switched down. Or what do you call that? Knife switch. I don't know what do you call it. We all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So he thinks somebody's in the house. So he flips out. He's a Vietnam vet. He runs upstairs, gets his 30 in the dark, by the way, because he didn't turn it back on. He was terrified. He goes up in the, in the dark, gets a 38 caliber gun, and starts searching the house in the dark. No flashlight, no nothing in his underwear. So he starts running around the house with the gun, and he checks the whole house, and then he starts hearing, not on a window, outside the house on one of the walls, the walls to the house. And he's like, what? And it sounds like wood, but the whole house is brick. It starts going from one corner to the other corner to the other corner, and this keeps going on for three hours. Dad walk, finally gets his nerve up, walks outside, runs around the house in a circle like a madman, and there's absolutely nobody there. I was thinking maybe it was Tony Orlando. <laughs> Tony or and Dawn? Yeah. 
And I think it was Don. Don was looking for a little bit higher paycheck, I think. <laughs> Could be wrong, but I think that might be what it is. So, yeah, I mean, and that went on. And it's funny, the one place that we lived before that, they had weird stuff like that happen all the time. Like, clothes would get thrown out of the wash and dry. And this is just a couple blocks over in Deer Park. I mean, uh, this whole neighborhood... Uh, was the Highlands is what it's called. You know what it is, but I don't yeah. know if you might, if anybody from Louisville is listening anywhere, I'm talking about. So this is over on Deer Park, uh, and we, that's where I'd first been brought home from the hospital. And I mean, I was an infant, and we moved shortly thereafter. But they told me that back in the day, they would put clothes in the washer, they'd go upstairs, they'd come downstairs, and all the, the clothes would be thrown out of the washer or dryer laying on the floor. And it happened so often that they just, you know, would go check it all the time because they figured they knew what it was going on. And then the people that lived there after us, it got so bad, I guess because they had a ton of noisy and rowdy kids that would play down in the basement, and the ghosts didn't like that. So they came down one day, and a lot of the toys were kind of floating around the room, like you see in movies. And so, so they uh, took the wash and dryer, put it on the back porch, and shut that door, nailed it shut, and put like a dresser in front of it so no one could go downstairs anymore. So the Highlands got a lot of activity because that whole that place was built in the 30s, 40s, you know. And this is, you know, and think about the tornado that went through right through there. I yep. mean, you never know what it is with that kind of stuff. I mean, I think a lot of times ghosts are either have unfinished business or something bad happened to them. I really think that's the two things that keep people here. Or they did something bad. It could be one of the three. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're kind of right on there. I, a lot of times, I think it could just be that they don't really know they're dead. And it's usually from a traumatic, um, you know, maybe yep. it was a really bad car accident or somebody snuck up from behind them and hit them in the head with an axe or something. And I think a lot of times that keeps people here just because they really don't know that they're actually dead. I, I get that a lot. And, you know, they, some ghost hunters will talk about, uh, you know, past impressions and it's repeating itself like a tape loop. I've never really bought into that. I think, you, you know, I don't think it's. Just some force that has no, I mean, it might, you know, even if a guy doesn't know, or a guy, even if a ghost doesn't know that it's there, it still has some conscious available to walk around the place and do things. You know, having something on a loop on a videotape, I just have never agreed with that theory. Well, and that's, that. you know, that's the stone tape theory. And I, I kind of do see that only because in certain areas, especially places that have a lot of limestone or a lot oh, of yeah. magnetic energy, yep. those things can kind of absorb. So it wouldn't surprise me to have uh, a situation there where you have a residual haunting uh, like that, where it is something just playing on a loop. Because in most of those cases, it literally is the exact same episode playing out over and over and over again, like on a Civil War battlefield. I was just going to mention that. I'm sure you've seen the footage of more than once. Mm -hmm. uh, something near a Civil War battlefield or where troops had, you know, camped for the night before the war the next day or after or something like that. And then you just see them going and not in circles, but it's almost like it is gets kind of like a loop. Maybe I should reconsider my own thoughts. Maybe I should shut up. <laughs> there's a there's a famous one. I can't remember the, the building. It's a it's a famous haunted place. But in the basement, there is like a man on a horse on a suit of armor that keeps coming through the brick wall. Like he just comes from the brick wall and, a pro and just runs into the room. And that's all that's ever seen of that person. It's just that same thing over and over and over again. And, you know, that's, it's actually, uh, you know, the place is built with limestone, whatever it was. And so, I mean, it just kind of makes sense in some cases. I don't agree with it all the time uh, because I do think there are uh, hauntings out there that, you know, have intelligence. They are intelligent hauntings. And I think there are the these stone tape theories, though, as well. You know that story about the suited arbor coming through the brick wall? It'd be so much better if it was a bull and it was a Lowenbrow commercial. 
Yeah, that would be an old Code 45 commercial or something. Billy, hey, Code 45 works every time. Except he didn't have a bull. That was low and brown. Um, so I'll tell you one more story because I know you got to get on to the rest of your show. And my wife's waiting to go see her mom who just had heart surgery today. Her second heart surgery. This would have been a totally different podcast if she hadn't come out uh, doing very, very well. Well, because I know that I know that bitch would be haunting me. You know what's funny? I had heart surgery after the first episode we did here. I had open heart surgery, and I remember we recorded two episodes in advance. One was going to be that the the Sunday before surgery, which was a Tuesday, and then the other one was going to air Saturday. And I remember us because we recorded them back to back before the surgery. I was like, you know. Hey, if uh, if for some reason I didn't make it through, this is going to be really creepy to listen to or something like that. So it's kind of funny because I made a similar comment about my own heart surgery. Yeah, a ghost podcast and the guy's dead. <laughs> Here was his only episode. <laughs> so the other story I have is uh, I worked at a radio station for a long time. And I worked with a guy named Chris McGill. He was on the air on QMF. I was on the Fox. He did traffic. Uh, we both, he worked at, you know, sometimes I would do, have to go board up Howard Stern. And he was always had to be there 5 a.m. to do the 6 o'clock traffic. So we would, uh, we spent a lot of time together. We actually went to the Dominican Republic together with Rocky Knight, if anybody from Louisville knows that name. Oh, yeah. But we all became pretty close friends. And Chris's office was at the other end of the building. Mine's kind of at the very two door or three, three doors down, to be honest with you, from the, uh, back door and so chris he was a ghost hunter i don't know if you know chris was a ghost hunter i did not know that i, I did a ghost hunt with him at phoenix hill one time uh which was actually pretty cool to get involved and do that because you know you don't never, never know when it's real but shit happened the batteries and all that stuff and the tape stopped playing and weird shit happened yeah you could feel it it was cold spots and all but anyway so chris would like imagine a very long office hallway and you know my office my hallway would go up to a wall and then tee off on either direction Chris would get started, I don't know, say five offices down on the T, run as fast as he can, come down my hallway, run right up to my desk and go, bah, it scared the shit out of me. He did this at least once a week. He got really good at it. And I'd never gotten him. So I'm waiting for it all the time. I'm kind of looking for him. I see him walking down the hallway. I try to get him. He always sees me coming. And so there's one morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. And listen, there's not a lot of people in the building. And that's the, uh, the Clear Channel building on Radio Drive off of Bishop Lane. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they have a plaque out front because to, that used to be the GE repair building. They would take a train and put appliances that didn't meet standards, drive them up there, and these people would fix it. And so there was two overnight guys there doing some stuff one night. They're in the back fixing appliances or doing whatever, uh, and the place caught on fire and it burned down. And they got trapped in the back and they died. So there's definitely two guys that died in that building. I know for sure because there's a plaque outside. So I'm coming in the building one morning. It's about 6 o'clock in the morning. At 6 o'clock in the morning, you've got a skeleton stab. you got a couple disc jockeys, a couple traffic people. That's about it at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I'm walking in. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm walking in. I turn the corner. And I kind of take a left from the back door. It goes into a T and I take a left. And as I turn the corner, look down my hallway... The second office down, which was Harley's office. I don't know if you know Harley, the disc jockey. Yep. I see, I see a leg and a boot, stick its leg and boot out up to about the knee, and then pull it back in real quick. Like they saw me coming, and they're going to scare me. And I'm like, oh, it's Chris McGill. I guarantee it's Chris McGill. I was so happy, and I thought maybe he didn't see me. Like he maybe turned around to get a piece of paper or something. 
So I stepped back a few steps and I took off running as fast as I could. I turned into that office and there was nobody there. (laughs) So technically, I mean, I did see a ghost, but if you think about it, I really just saw a ghost leg. Well, I guess technically that would be correct. It's a ghost leg. But, you know, the one thing I always, because I've had ghostly things happen to me. Uh, I mean, things that I could not explain. I get a million stories like that, but I've never seen an actual apparition. And the leg looked like anybody else's with a pair of blue jeans on, Wranglers, and some Timberlands. I mean, it literally looked like a, a one of those beige work boots and a pair of jeans. Leg steps out, up to the knee, steps right back in as quickly as possible. Sounds like Dwight Witten to me. But... It sounds like something he would wear. <laughs> he would definitely have a Van Halen t-shirt on or a wasp or something, Def Leppard, something crazy. Cobble-wobble. <laughs> yeah, definitely something from Sammy Hagar. He does have one Chumbawamba shirt, though. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. He does not have a, I'm just making fun of I'll, I'll tell you something funny. That's um, Since you brought up Chris McGill, the very first house that my wife and I, ex-wife, uh, tried to buy was either the house that he owned or he used to live there. Because I remember it got brought up. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's the, the helicopter guy, the guy from the weather. And, uh, yeah, guaranteed, traffic, I mean. Traffic. traffic. Guaranteed, it's, guaranteed it smelled like cigarettes. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, but I, I do know that there was something. We looked at a house that he owned at one point in time. So, Well, Jerry, I really appreciate you having me on, man. This was fun. I'd like to come back on again and listen to some of your stories. Or maybe I'll just go back and listen to your podcast. Isn't that enough? Yeah, we could do that. Gotcha. It's called It's Gonna Get Weird, I-T-S-G-O-N-N-A-G-E-T-G-W-E-I-R-D. It's Gonna Get Weird. And you can find it at Podbean right now. Uh, our email address is It's Gonna Get Weird 369 at gmail.com. And our Twitter page is Get Weird PC, at Get Weird PC. So that's it. Jay, I appreciate you letting me promote that. And thanks for having me on. This it's gonna be fun, buddy. I can't wait to have you on again. You got it, man. Anytime. It's kind of fun to think about. Uh, radio studios being haunted and stuff I know, like that. I isn't that right? Yeah. And like some of that place he was talking about, like that's the the one right there uh, off Bishop's Lane, mm-hmm. that iHeart Studio right there. Yes, yes. So Very cool. Good story. Well, guys, that's your little first little bonus episode of the month. Like I said, we got, uh, I think, three three more, I think. I can't mm-hmm. remember how many weeks was in this month, but got it. you got at There's... least three more coming. Yes, yeah, three so. more. All right, guys, we will see you soon. Bye.